0: Welcome to the Soul Archaeology Podcast, a space for connection, resonance, witnessing, and learning. Together, we'll harvest medicine from the spiral of life, sharing conversations with other embodied humans who have navigated their own initiations and found alignment with their true soul essence. With weekly astrology, energy updates, embodied conversation, and channeled teachings, this is a space for you to land and find resonance with the spiral of your own soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soul Archaeology Podcast. This is a very special episode because it is not just me talking. I also have my dear friend here, Becca Canapel, who is an intuitive crystal seer, a movement therapist, a jewelry designer, and astrologer. And she's also the co-founder of Pound Jewelry, which is, um, if you know me, something, uh, a company that I'm so passionate about and I love so much and I wear all of their products. Uh, And it's a family-conceived jewelry company that carries the core belief that crystals and objects hold magic and meaning. So
1: welcome, Becca. Thank you for being here, my love. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to chat with you about all things magic.
0: I know. And this is the, my you're my first guest.
1: I know. And I feel so honored and <laughs> so excited. And when I saw you were launching a new podcast, I was like, A, yay, B, maybe I'll get to go on. <laughs> yes.
0: I love it too, because you're when you sent me your chart, just to kind of reference during this, I was like, Oh my God, that's right. North node in Leo. This is like, this is your time to, to activate that. So.
1: Yeah. And your Leo too. Like when you mentioned your midheaven in Leo, I was like, Oh, makes so much sense. You know, it's just that, like, yeah, that being seen. Yeah.
0: It, yeah. It's, it's so interesting because I don't have any planetary placements there, but just it's my midheaven. heaven. So it's, yeah. it's not something that I necessarily, I kind of have to, to work with it, you know, to feel comfortable to open into that space. But we're all, you know, wherever Leo's lands in your chart, we're all being initiated in that space currently and areas of course. So it's a big Absolutely. time. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. with Leo being I think North Node is the only placement I have in Leo. And so it is also something that I don't feel um, I was necessarily born with, but something I'm moving more towards and just that like, um, yeah, letting go of the fear of being seen.
0: Yeah. I, I think that that, and it's also in your 12th house, you know? I know. So it's sort of like hidden down there that you have, it's it's part of your life's work to to unlock that. So I love and yeah, I love that this. It's interesting because when I was thinking about this podcast, I worked with um my friend who's an incredible astrologer, Kristen Erlacher, and she does really great like predictive astrology. And um, she's like, "What what do you want this podcast to feel like?" And I was like, "I just want it to be light, like." yes, we're going into the depths, it's solar archaeology, we're, we're doing underworld work, but I want it to be, I want it to be rooted in light, you know, and surrounded by light and just feel that high frequency. And so Leo, of course, was a perfect time to launch it. And then, um, it's, I, I really wanted people's voices to be heard and for people to be seen who I know, um. Hold so much magic within them. So, I know you've been on uh, many podcasts before, but thank you for being here. So,
1: yeah, I I truly am really grateful to be here, and I love that um, intention of just having it be light, like light. When you launched it with all of that, you know, serious Leo lion energy um, coming through, but then also just light, like not so dense, not so, not a struggle just to let it flow, you know, let it go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I'd love to talk first about, well, I want to talk about you, of course, and your story (laughs) and how you've, how you've um, landed in this space of being such a, a powerful channel and um, creator of, of magic and light. Uh, But also I wanted to start by Explaining how we know each other, which is full of magic as well, our our serendipitous um, connection, and so I guess I'll just start talking about that, and we can collaborate on the story. Yes. But um, yeah, I, you know, what's interesting is I came to a circle that you, I think your mom was there too, maybe held at St. Louis Float. Oh and my I want to say it was back got like yeah, was it I think maybe 2018? Yep. I wanna say or, yep. or early two thousand nineteen, I can't remember, but I was like, ooh, this woman's she's a magical being. And at that time I didn't know anyone that was interested in astrology or crystals or anything, you know, um like that, besides my friend Ellie. And she invited me to this group and you were there and you presented, I think it was a new moon circle, maybe. -hmm. And you gave us a tiny little Herkimer diamond, and I was like, "Oh my
1: god, yeah, wild!" I don't know if we've ever talked about that. We have not ever talked about that, and that is crazy. That is crazy on so many levels because, um, because I didn't know that you were there. Like, I don't remember that. That's not in my conscious awareness. But the fact that that was the stone the crystal that I spoke about on that evening in that small like we were kind of in the lobby area and there was like a sound bath yeah. um yep and um and so then I spoke about that and about the Herkimer diamond and like planting seeds and new intentions and the power of the Herkimer diamond to like hold our intentions and to magnify that, which we're wishing to make manifest in our lives or to put out there. And, um, and so like that little seed planted on that new moon. And then many, I guess it was in what wasn't that long after that I moved to Topanga, California, and I was living there. And a friend of ours, a mutual friend wrote me and said, um, this girl I know, Allie, just moved to the canyon and you should definitely hang out and meet up. And I was like, awesome, will do. And then before I even had a chance to write you, I had gone into Moonstar into the boutique and they were like, this girl was in and she bought a Herkimer diamond necklace and she knows you and she knows a pound. And I was like, who's that? And then it turned out it was you. So the Herkimer seated intention like continued its thread and unwound itself until we met. Literally,
0: it's yeah. so wild. And I and I did, I forgot that the herkimer was part of it in that circle until literally right now, because I I still have that little tiny herkimer, and um, it's so special.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, that's I crazy. Know, know. And then talk I about know. light. Like that is, the Herkimer is, I mean, Herkimer is, you know, crystal quartz and, but it is, it is, that's what crystal quartz does. It like refracts light. It is light. It allows light to pass through it. It bends light. It clarifies things. It opens things. It opens portals. uh And so it's just, and then it's become your talisman that I've noticed, you know, since you received yours that's what you wear all the time you know it's like you know you and the herkimer are very connected and so just love that yeah
0: oh i yeah thank you for pointing that out i've never made the connection that it is my talisman but it is like i remember in that circle you were talking about where you know that comes from herkimer new york and and all these things and i think your mom was there because she was number one but (laughs) Yeah. And um, I was just like, these two these two ladies are rad. I need to know them. But then, you know, my life kind of not imploded, but I sort of blew it up a little bit and decided to go off to Europe for a while. And then when I landed back, I moved to Topanga. That was December of 2019. And I remember um, there were a few people that were sort of um, that were kind of like connecting us in a way. It was our, our friend, Mora, um, and then uh, this person I knew just coming, I, like just literally before I even moved here, I met this person and they were like, wait, I know someone else from St. Louis. And it was a friend of a friend, but it was just wild. So we were both in Topanga at the same time um, pre-COVID for just a very, very short period of time, but it was enough to ignite our, you know. Our, our connection, lock us in. Connection, yeah, exactly. <laughs> lock us in. So and and I met so many incredible people through you, um, and so it's just been yeah such a gift. And then you, during
1: COVID, moved back to St. Louis, right? Yep. Yeah, so I um, I'm not from St. Louis, um, but I my family, my mom is from St. Louis, and so when I was in undergrad. Like to 1999, 2000, my first year out there, an undergrad in Arizona, um, my family moved back here to where my mom is from into the house that she grew up in, which is a place that I had come always growing up to visit my grandparents, my mom's whole side of the family. Um, and then it became home because it was where my family was rooted again, um, when I left undergrad, so around 2003, and then I had lived many places, um, lived in New York City for about eight years, and then Chicago, and um, and then I came back to St. Louis for a little while, and then I lived in Topanga, then pandemic hit, and I came back to St. Louis um, because I really needed to be here, and I wanted to be here, but I needed to be here for the jewelry business because everything is made Um, handmade here at my mother's home, which is where my office is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that, and, you know, COVID was such a wild time of, of sort of breaking, breaking any systems we had in place, you know, so it just brought us exactly where we needed to be, you know? And so you were, You were meant to be there during that time to do a lot of work. I know you've done a lot of a lot of soul work while you've been in St. Louis as well. So that land has been calling you too.
1: Yeah, and just connecting to the land here, and also connecting to the magical portal that is like the house my mom grew up in, where um, you know we really birthed the business here. So I was in um, I was living in New York City, and I was working in a hospital as an occupational therapist, and um, I had come back here to St. Louis to this house and found a necklace that my mom had made when I was like in high school. Cause she used to make us necklaces growing up and, um, she would make them for my sister and I, and then for all of our friends, for all of the dances or big events, recitals, she did costumes. She's just very creative. And, um, and so, yeah, I found this necklace she had made and I, I was going through this dark night of the soul. Saturn return, I was 29 years old, didn't know what was going on, didn't know much about astrology, just had a, a major health crisis and found this necklace and the necklace like sparked, like it sparked me back to life. It like brought me back to a remembering from childhood of like this, the things that brought me into that in state of enchantment, um, pleasure freedom, joy, which was crystals and stones and things that carried magic and making little underground caverns with crystal balls and dress up and glitter and sequins. And that was very my mom. My mom was like very colorful. Everything had sequins. She's had blue turquoise, bright turquoise blue nail polish since she was 17. Um, and so, yeah, it just like kind of brought me back to this inner world of color and light and magic and beauty that I wasn't being fed very much in the hospital setting. And um and that was when I decided that we would start a jewelry business.
0: <laughs> I love it so much. That that is, I mean, that's what this podcast is all about, you know, and I know we talked about this before we hopped on, but I, I just find the people I resonate with so deeply have gone through many of those initiations and those returning to selves and um, the process of 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 that sort of initiation, that, that necklace initiating you back on a journey back to yourself, a remembering is just so powerful. And it really says a lot about the, the power of the stones, you know, and the power of beauty and the power of magic. And you are certainly one of the most magical uh beings I know because magic is just so it's so present in your life and you honor it and you cherish it and you live that way so it's um it's incredible to to move from an environment like a hospital which is just you know you're so often just moving through survival and just getting through each day and seeing so much trauma and chaos and turmoil and it it can really take a toll on your On your psyche and on your nervous system, so the returning back to your um, to yourself through the stones is pretty. It's like Outlander. (laughs) It's pretty
1: magical. (laughs) I've gotten that Outlander um, reference a few times, and I I recently went to Ireland. I know that Outlander is in Scotland, but just with the stone circles and the magical portals. And um, when I was out there, I had this one jacket when I was in Ireland. This was in June and. Someone's like, you look like Claire. She, she was Australian. You look like Claire from Outlander. You've got to watch the show. I was like, okay, okay, I will. I haven't watched it yet, but I will. But um, but yeah, I mean, I've been reflecting a lot on that lately. And just like, I always knew that, um, I mean, to bring it back to astrology too, it's like, um, I have a lot in Virgo, Virgo Pisces axis, Virgo rising. So descendant in, um, in Pisces, but there is a lot of this just like really wanting to help heal. And then with the North node in the 12th house, which means South node in the sixth house, which is also connected to Virgo and just wanting to be of service and to help. And also kind of that medical, um, healer vibration. You know, I studied, studied dance always growing up. And then I studied um, yoga right after, right after undergrad and I became a yoga teacher. And then I went to occupational therapy school and I was just like studying the body, the body movement, the heat, like healing through the body and helping others heal their body and um, their bodies. And then there was just something about, I mean, it is also Gemini Sun. I get bored easily. There's something about the day in the day out. The um, You know, just like I have to come here every single day from nine to five for the rest of my life. Like I think that in and of itself during the Saturn return was like, oh, hell no. And then there was also just this need for um, adventure. There was need for change. There was need in a lot of ways to be empowered enough to kind of be my own boss and to see how that could work out. There was, um, there were so many elements of who I was becoming and a part of shedding who I was trained, raised, or, you know, culturally, um, in a way formed to be. And I really liked playing by the rules. I really wanted to be perfect. I mean, I made like contracts with myself from a very young age like you will be perfect you will do it right you will get straight a's you will follow you know the correct path that will lead you to the things that everyone around you says or the things that you're supposed to want out of this life and there was something that just kind of woke up at that saturn return time that the body became very loud which it does when maybe you need to re um recalibrate or shift perspective on like what what you want your future to be or what you want your present to be even just like is this is this fulfilling me is this fulfilling my soul contract and is this bringing the most healing to the people around me um that I can bring into myself simultaneously and the answer at that time was no so then I shifted and I found through following the spark of joy really like the magic the beauty the healing just by looking at a crystal or a stone and like the world that exists in them led me to seeing how that was like a doorway to helping other people in a way i didn't know was even possible you know
0: yeah i love that so much and i have your chart pulled up here uh while you're speaking, and so many things are pinging. Number one, you know, your your south node in the sixth house of health, of Virgo, um, your north node in the house of Pisces. Uh, I'm a Pisces north node, so I feel like that's part of our kind of connection too, you know, but totally. that – Yeah, you're, that you're Saturn in the first house and the body – how the body brought you into your initiation. You know, the body initiated totally. you back to yourself total reset of your even your identity and having to let go of those the, the virgo aspects that you know um, want to be perfect and want to have it all together and in the desire to purify and distill down to perfection and and um clarity so but it's cool because you know of course you're using your virgo qualities of course now in the work you're doing and finding and i i when i think of crystals i often think of virgo which is interesting but it's like it's it's like the clarity and the beauty of it and the distilling down to um things things being so pure and yes. uh you have you have that jupiter and that mars and virgo as well that's it's like helping you find find the magic and in, in that purity
1: absolutely i love that you said that that Crystals remind you of Virgo. I never really thought of that because, you know, people often say, what is um, what is a crystal or stone for my, you know, sign or what's my birthstone? Um, <clears throat> but stones in general, being connected to Virgo makes sense in that Virgo is an earth sign, but it's mutable. And like the crystals, the stones all come from the earth, but they're always changing and they're always you know, metamorphosizing and they're always growing like the Herkimer diamond has been growing literally 500 million years, you know, it's pre-Neolithic. So they've been been with the earth and in the earth and like recording these moments in time as the earth has shifted and changed. And um, as they come from the depths of the caverns of the earth, Up to the surface to be, you know, to be held as sacred objects. And so I love that with the Virgo connection and yeah.
0: It's magical. And I mean, magical is almost like a a simple way to put it, but it, it, when I look at a stone, I just cannot believe that that it comes from the earth. I mean, the earth is so incredible and magical and beautiful in all of its ways, but these, like what I have on my neck, this Herkimer is, You said 500 million years,
1: 500 million years. Yeah. And like some of them will have little specks of black in them. That is this um, mineral that gets dusted inside the crystal as it's growing, which is called anthraxolite. And it's like a pre-Neolithic plant mineral. So, um, some of them will carry these like plant life from you know five hundred million years ago inside your crystal, oh and that's that's the case with so many stones, you know, it's like, um, the world of stones is like never ending. It's like when you start learning about astrology, you realize that there's just more and more it's a never ending void of like just so much magic wisdom so many different things to learn about to know when I listen to astrology podcasts and things and even listening to you there's um there is there's just these connections to times past connections to we can't even fathom you know the what's out there and and so it's just constant learning and it's the same with the stones from the earth and I feel like when you're looking into a crystal or at least this has been my experience and working with them for the like more seriously over the last 15 years like you can see these symbols these codes and like the eternal nature of the cosmos like live inside the crystals in a way and they become these um, really powerful symbols that i feel connect the earth to the heavens and the earth to the planets and the earth to all these energies that we are receiving that we can't see because you can't see necessarily the energy coming off of a crystal, unless you have the scientific, um, you know, the laboratory set up to like witness some of those unseeable things, but they're in everything. Crystal quartz is why we can use computers and cell phones and headphones. And, um, they're just, the nature of them is, is eternal. Yeah.
0: I love that you said that about the it's like the cosmos within the earth, you know, because it's it, it just it is it shows the the like the innate vastness of not only our our cosmos, our universe, the magic that's held in that um, the unknown that's held in that, but also the unknown that's held and the magic that's held in the earth. And I mean, I think that uh, they said that we know less about the like parts of the ocean than we do about space and there's Whoa. just so much that isn't that wild i know it i mean you think about it like we're st- i mean there's still probably thousands of unidentified species that are held in, in the ocean in our oceans and we might never know and and that's okay too but i love it because there's i think a, an important part of even spirituality and i think an important part of the human experience is admit is, is it sorry is admitting that we just don't know, you know, and yes. the, the magic and the unknown and the, the amount of faith and trust that it requires to sort of surrender to that unknowing. Um, and that's where spirituality and science get a little, um, can butt heads a little bit, but they're starting to merge, I think. So even like, you know, studying the energetics of crystals and it just is, it is so fascinating
1: to me. So I love that. Yeah. And Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about how when we started this company, which I founded with my sister and my mom, um, because my mom, she has always, like I said, made jewelry and um, been a creative her whole life. And my sister is truly an artist as well. And she studied film and photography and um, cinematography, but also pottery and painting and I mean she can kind of she's one of those people that can kind of just do anything um with their hands which is I've always been very envious of um a lot of my creativity is sourced more from my like mind and my inner state but as far as like hand making things it's like not a cute situation um so I'm so (laughs) lucky to have those two Capricorns um but so I was thinking, you know, when we got into this, okay, like I was when I was little, yeah, who that is a little child doesn't love crystals and shiny objects? I think most do. Um, you know, when I was like five, I named my first cat Crystal. And then Crystal was Calico. And she had a brother who was all black. And I said to my mom, what's the name for a black crystal? And She said onyx. So the cats were crystal and onyx. So obviously there was an imprint in me. That was what I collected, treasures, you know, treasures and sacred objects and going through my mom's jewelry box and crystals and rocks. But when when I decided to st- that it would be a very, that it was, I didn't even decide. My soul said, spirit, soul, something in me said, something much wiser than me said, you're doing this. Like, this is, it was just like a pull. It was like, oh, this way. And when I, it wasn't about the healing benefits of crystals and stones though on a conscious level at all. It was adornment. You know, it was the art of like putting something on your body. And like, so it came from this embodied place and this adoration and maybe inner, I don't know if this is the right word, but the word coming through is like exaltation. It just felt like lifting, this lifting sensation to put something that you love on your body, you know? So ears, neck, throat, heart, hands, sensory, um, spots that, It just feels like that's what's meant to be done and it has been done so the whole like origin point was there was a pulse that said put things on your body you know like that you love and that are beautiful and that feel good and so then after creating pieces and sharing them with people that was when it kind of morphed into like wow, people are receiving some really epic and amazing experience and transformations around their necklace or their bracelet. And so that was really when I started going deep into the never-ending information around the healing power of stones and crystals. And so, I don't know, I just wanted to bring that forward because I made that connection this morning where I was like, oh, but it was really like pound at its essence, which one of the definitions for pound is to beat with force or vigor, such as the heart. So like this very heart centered initiation that came from a need to heal my own body was by placing beautiful things that meant something to me on my body, you know?
0: Yeah. I love it. It's like, Once again, tying back to that, like your Virgo qualities and your Saturn in the first house, and coming, returning back to the body, returning back to, you know, your all the magic held in your bones and the wisdom held there, and tapping back into that to retrieve it to to create beautiful pieces and objects for people for for healing. And I, I love that it's not, you know, I, I think something I love about your work. Um, and I love about pound is that it's not just about, you know, the, the healing qualities of the crystals or that it's, you know, that this specific crystal carries these qualities that can, you know, uh, create a resonance within you, but also that they're just so beautiful and that you, the way you display them and the way you work with them is to create beauty, you know, and um, creating that beauty for people. Of course, I'm a Libra, so beauty is such a an important part of this lived experience for me and, um, seeing, seeing beauty activate something within me that's very important. And so, um, I'm not, I'm not a big jewelry wearer. I love jewelry and I love the, the, the creativity and the beauty behind it. But for me, like the simplicity of my Herkimer and when I got it, and there's so much symbolism be- behind when I got, it, and I'll talk a little bit about that, but it was also just so strikingly beautiful and simple and something i knew i could could keep on and wear and it would be it would be timeless but um your pieces are just so stunning and they do remind me of like ancient egypt and this this honoring of of beauty which is such a part of the lived experience here and i think we've in some ways like kind of lost touch with that in our western world i think we've lost touch with reverence and beauty in certain ways and of course it's a part of our culture because we see um you know people are always striving for like this you know this specific beauty um threshold that we've created as a society but i think we've forgotten what it feels like to live in beauty you know um and even like the buildings we create and and you you go to Europe and it's like the structures are made to be beautiful and i so i love that you that you have that within the the framework of your work is is beauty and adornment
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i like to say how sometimes people and their dogs kind of look alike sometimes um you know that whole thing like you'll see someone oh, yeah. walking down the street yeah and um, <laughs> i knew, i mean yeah, I picked my dog because she had this ear situation and I had an ear situation and I was like, we kind of look alike, and you have a lot of anxiety, and so did I when I was little and I still do. And I just think we're meant to be together. But um it's like the same with crystals, you know, like you look like your crystal like I'll see people because I've done, you know, so many pop-ups, and so as people are going to select their crystal, when they finally choose the one or often some oftentimes very quickly choose the one I'm like chose that one because it looks like you and I don't mean exactly literally but energetically um like you're very Venusian and you have this very Venusian Libra-esque um look to you and in a lot of ways and then that's, that's the Herkimer. And especially the Herkimer you chose, it has like this little tinge of like yellow in it, like it matches your hair, you know? And, um, I just love that when I see people and that's, that's the other thing that I love about pound jewelry is just watching people or being the, um, guardian or curator person who gets to share these beautiful pieces is that to watch how people's bodies respond to the one they're meant to go home with or that they're meant to wear or to have in their keeping for a period of time. Just like it always – you can just feel it. It's like a click, like two magnets coming together. You know? I love it. Yeah, that's so incredible. So how,
0: how do you do – do you encourage people to choose a crystal – uh, based upon something specific or is it just like an intuitive pull or what What can you say around that?
1: So there's a bunch of different ways. There's a bunch of different ways. You know, it's like if I'm in person with somebody, they'll say, if I'm in person with someone, a lot of times people say, what does this one mean? What does this one mean? What's this one for? Especially if they're more new to stones and crystals. Um, and I will generally encourage them to pick up and place on their body the ones that they're naturally drawn to before they know anything about them. Because if you're in person with it, like you can generally feel like, oh, something, something feels right about this one on me. And so it's kind of this empowering place where it's like, um, we don't have to know anything from an analytical, logical place because our body knows. Um, and there's just so much truth to that. And so that's what I encourage when people are in person. Um, and then I'm taking this, this class with, um, it's called global Paco school. And it's with these native Aboriginal, um, Pacos from Peru who, um, I'm studying just more earth-based practices and um, earth reverence and nature, like praying to the nature beings and connecting with nature. And there they call the computer because we connect through Zoom. Like they'll say, thank you to the heart of the computer for like bringing us together because we can't be together without the computer because they're in Peru. And so um so when people are picking their necklace and I'll copy from them through the heart of the computer, it's like, again, kind of going to what you're drawn to. Like, where do your eyes go first? Like, what pulls you? Because you can connect through, you know, when you're not physically there. So what people are drawn to. And then if they have more questions, it's like, well, what are you calling in in your life? Or, like, what are you going through Are is... Relationships, is that a big thing going on with you? Heartbreak, um, illness, is it physical stuff going on? Is it something about protection, like you're feeling overwhelmed and bombarded? And then there's information on the website, like kind of describing each stone, so people can then go to it from that, like, oh, I really need this energy in my life. And and once again, it's like though there is those there though there are those written words that help us because language obviously is genius, (laughs) but um, it's (laughs) like (laughs) language makes everything a lot easier. Um, But it's, yeah, like, you know, you can connect to, it's like how we connect to poetry. It's like something just pulls us in or it doesn't. And so that's the same with the stones. Well, like you'll be drawn to it or you won't and everybody will be a little different, you know?
0: Yes. I love that. Um and I've been yeah, I've been drawn to different stones periodically. I I am always drawn to opal. It just is yeah. something I I love. I love the luminescence, the sort of like um I don't even know if that's the right word, the luminescent quality of it. Is that is it luminescent in
1: opal? It's luminescent. And it has this um I want to say labradorescence, but that's more labradorite. There is another word, but it's like this, um, that I'm blanking on, but just this glittering gleamly gleaming auric refraction of rainbow light, you know, it's got, it's got all the colors of the rainbow in an opal. Yeah. It's just, they're just, yeah. And they're made of like water and light, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. You're very opalescence. That's what it's called. Opalescence. Opalescence. There we go. That. Yeah. perfect.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's a, it's a stone that I'm, I've always been really drawn to. And I, I remember I got like a little tiny opal ring, um, from my mom when I was younger and you know, it's my, it's the Libra birthstone or one of them too. So I, it's just, it, yeah, it, it makes me feel like mermaids and magic and, um, yeah, it, it's beautiful, but the Herkimer in particular, I wanted to talk about that and why I was so drawn to it and what it's truly facilitated in my life. Like, I I feel sometimes when I wear it, um, I feel like it's just a portal opening, and it's kind of like almost like gently nudging me into my power, into using my voice, channeling my my truth. And when I when I got my Herkimer, I was I just moved to Topanga. Um, I think it was like the first day I was here. I went to Moonstar. I got a facial and then I went and had this, just shopped in that beautiful, beautiful store. And I saw the the necklaces off to the left and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, wait, is this pound jewelry? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I know Becca. I'm like, I, I don't know if she knows me, but I know of her and I know the the line and the company and, um, they're based in St. Louis. And so, and that's where I moved from and, and I got it and I put it on and that was such an initiation for me because, and I want to say it maybe wasn't like the, the catalyst for my initiation, but it was certainly my, one of my guides through it and Mm -hmm. sort of a light through, through my initiation because I, I wore it all the time, and I'm not like I said, I'm not someone that wears jewelry all the time. And I uh, just because I I'm like very um, sensitive, you know, and so like things touching my skin, I'm like always like I I get home and I take my bra off immediately and stuff like that. But <laughs> but this necklace just like floats in this space, and and I just love it so much. But it was it was certainly. A guide in finding my voice, finding my power, finding my truth uh, through through my throat, and um, I mean, so many people I know have gotten one just from like seeing it on me, and then being just like totally drawn into it. And I like I knew the work I was doing with women, um, specifically, was to help them come back to their center point and and into to click into their power and so that I feel like for everyone that's gotten one it's been a guide for them through their initiation and I even have a client who messaged me on on Voxer this week and she's like I mean she's a powerhouse like she she's a boss and she just moves through things really intensely and really quickly and she's built an incredible um, nutrition business and she's just incredible but she messaged me she's like my Herkimer broke and I was like, man, you move through so quickly because she just like it. That was her. She was she was finished with that specific um, medicine that it was bringing into our life, and it really initiated a lot of
1: change really quickly. Wow, it's wild! I love hearing somebody else's. A lot of hercomers have been breaking, and they're very strong stones. Like they're very they're not soft. They don't crack easily, but During since the beginning of this Lionsgate time period portal until today, I have never been messaged more than I have in the last month about people breaking their stones or their stones just literally shattering. And somebody wrote me the other day and it was like, what do you think it means? And I was like, what do you think it means? And then she ended up saying something like now that I reflected on what was going on in my life. And the time period when I received this, what's happening, what's been happening the last month and then what happened on that day that it broke in my life, it all made sense. And I feel so privileged to have had this crystal break because it is like they are powerful, energetic beings. And they carry a lot of frequency and a lot of information and they take in a lot of energy and they transmute a lot of energy and they transmit a lot of energy. And so if you have something going on in your life that is creating a major shift transformation, there's some sort of cauldron of alchemy that you're in, like the crystals are going to, especially if you're wearing them or have them around, you're going to be experiencing that as well. And I remember... When I first started studying the healing benefits of the stones, the two crystal workshops I went to, the women leading them were like, I have literally watched um, like stones shatter in front of my very eyes when like I received a difficult, very challenging phone call or something. So I kind of feel like it's a
0: – yeah,
1: I like that, a privilege.
0: It's amazing. Yeah, they're so – they're so connected and um, carry so much wisdom and magic and and truly like our, our little like you said beings and channels for for medicine. So um, yes, and I I I didn't touch on this, but I love the the program that you're working through because it's so you. And I um I, I remember the first time I came to your space in Topanga, and it was sort of like it was like the epitome of like a treehouse, literally. Yes, and yes i was so enchanted and madeline was there who's also such an enchan- enchanting being as well madeline giles who's just um so wonderful and lovely and and a and a true fairy um true fairy. and we had we had this tea, true fairy and we had this tea um evening and i was just so expanded like i was like oh my gosh people live in trees and they have little um altars everywhere <laughs> It was just so expansive for me. And I, I I remember walking into your space and you literally had I, I mean I could spend the whole time just and it was a little space, but I could just spend the whole time walking around looking at all of your tiny altars and all your your um your your objects that carry magic and, and how in tune with them you, you are and were because you knew exactly where to place them to have a like a perfect Interaction. It was just, yeah. And and then being at your place now in St. Louis, it's the same way. You know, it's a little bit bigger and it's not a tree house, but it it is, it's just coated in magic. So I love that about you.
1: Yeah, that's um, thank you for saying that. And and I think that that is that is definitely part of my blueprint. I mean, your house, I gotta say too, like your house, I could walk around your apartment house. And take pictures all the live long day as well not to mention your snow white aspect of like having birds come land on your fingers basically and you're like <laughs> saving the world of you're like the animal whisperer over there with like totally um so much beauty and just so much uh grace and elegance and clean clear white space but with like your, your talisman table that you have that you, with all of your found objects, you know, the seashells and the sticks and the roots and the stone beings and crystals. So you carry that as well. Um, And then it's like, and then I think that's what I love about the jewelry is that it's like, I love making altars and I feel their power so much and people have been making altars and mandalas and um, creative adornment objects since again, the beginning of time, but uh, it's reminding us that our bodies are the altars too, you know, and I, I struggle with really caring for my body in a lot of ways I've struggled with, um, It's like a lot of times I can't be bothered to take the time to make myself a nourishing meal. I can't be bothered to take the time to drink the amount of water that I'm supposed to drink. I have nervous system, you know, I mean, I think everyone has something going on with their nervous system, but there is this, the, the adornment piece helps me remember to slow down and To take that moment in time, to take that moment of time to give myself something, say thank you to my body because it's working all the time. Um, And then symbolically, like you were saying, when you found your Herkimer, I think you were going through quite a transition, right? I think you had just moved from St. Louis.
0: Oh, huge. I, I went through a divorce. I, um, I you know, I lived this very specific life that was very linear and beautiful in so many ways, but just, like, I felt this desire to disrupt that. It was sort of like Women That Run With Wolves, that, that narrative of, like, needing to burn it all down, you know? Like, I needed to destroy that similarly to to you, that, that idea that everything needed to be perfect and I needed to follow the rules and I needed to, I needed to to follow this path that had, that had been laid out for me, you know, and the rebelliousness that I felt to, to disrupt that and to, to follow my heart and to follow my intuition that was guiding me into it, like into, into the, the complete unknown. Like there was nothing I knew about what I was doing and where I was headed, but that I was following my heart. And it led me to Topanga and I didn't know why because, you know, Arlo and I had spent so much time, like three months traveling all up and down the coast and through the West and I didn't really want to live in, in LA because I don't love big cities and there were just aspects of it that I wasn't drawn to, but then Topanga just like, it's a vortex and it just drew me in and I clicked in and you were here and the the it felt like the, the Herkimer was an anchor in a lot of ways for me to finded the direct path to what I was meant to work with, the medicine I was calling in. And and it was it provided a lot of clarity, I think, too. And I started my other podcast that like the year later, but you know, probably only like eight months later after the Herkimer and and um it's I mean, I still have the same one. It it has the chain is broken, but you fixed it for me because I'm yep. stubborn and I was like, I'm not done with this one. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's i love what you mentioned about that the adornment process the process of adorning yourself in something that holds symbolism and meaning in medicine is a ritual in and of itself and it's and it's a i love ritual because it slows us down and it helps us click into our bodies to which is you know essential and, in, in really being connected to self and um ri- i think ritual really does provide a space for introspection and also um finding intention you know and so i love that you mentioned that the jewelry can be a part of the the process of of connecting with self and and really an embodiment practice in a way because it's it's selecting something intentionally to to either because it's, it's something your eye resonates with, the beauty of it, your heart resonates with it, with the beauty of it, or there's intuitively medicine in, within that stone for you. So, um, and altars are just so fun. And that's actually where soul soul archaeology came from was my my archaeological table that someone came to my place one time and they're like, are you an archaeologist? And I was like, yes, I am.
1: <laughs> oh, that's actually. awesome. That's awesome. That's my favorite part about your house. That's really, that's really, really cool because that is, it's a work of art, that table, like that table, you can get lost in that table and then just wondering where all of these things came from. And then the perfection of such a simple found object from nature and how perfect it is, you know? like it's the perfect yeah. decoration the world is decorated and i think that's the other thing is just to slow down and take the time to tune into that because we there's also so much going wrong and so it's hard you know not to get bogged down by that but um i think the
0: yeah
1: the jewels The adornments, the crystals, the stones are ways for me to kind of remember that the earth is such a powerful, beautiful breathing, that that it's everything, you know, and that we're a part of it. And, um, and, and yeah, and it's, you know, the birth of this jewelry business has like followed just like, just like your crystal, your Herkimer has been. In a way, a little guiding light or um, serve just as a physical representation, something like a touchstone, a literal touchstone to go back to for intention or a safe spot. It's served that for my family, like my my mom, my sister, and I, we are all very uh, familiar with the art of you know the dark night of the soul. I would say we all, Mm -hmm. um, you know, have had some pretty intense ruptures, but that, to me, is kind of the metaphor. Is my mom and I both have Scorpio moon, so on an emotional side, in the um, we really go down low to come back up, and I think that's this for me been this metaphor that's helped me so much is that. As a crystal lover, there is this spelunking aspect of like having to go deep into the caverns and the depths in order to retrieve the treasures, to bring them back up to the light. And that's just been, so whatever, I think that is also my force of life. My own personal force of life is to find the magic and the meaning in everything. Otherwise, things just get really boring for me, you know? <laughs> yes. Just like what I, I love that,
0: yeah. yeah. And your your Scorpio moons conjunct Uranus as well in your third house. So you, and I, I wanted to mention this too because if you're not familiar with with Pound, well now you are. And if you're not familiar with the with you know the, the newsletter and your Instagram, I'm always blown away by your ability to channel um, words. Uh, channel magic through your words and you know having your your scorpio moon and uranus conjunct in your third house it's like you are a channel for for the depths like you're a channel for that the alchemy and the magic that's held in the depths of this lived experience and beyond um and i i think that there's i i love that this um that this I want to say company, but it feels weird calling it a company, really. But I guess it is technically. Uh, it it's been a guide for you guys in so many ways through your own initiations and through your own dark night of the souls. Um, and I, I just find it so fascinating and so inspiring that your you've you've let this this journey guide you to, you know, your more aligned self and and living in alignment with you know even though like of course, like the world is is very chaotic and we're all going through these big initiations. And there's so much medicine in that process. You are, you know, you, you also have followed your heart and allowed it to guide you where you're meant to be. And I know, I'm sure these stones and, and pound itself will continue to guide you, guide you through that process. And it's so cool. And I mean, yeah. And your mom and me are just both so such magical beings as well. And you're also, different, but have a through line of play and fun and joy and
1: humor. And
0: it's just, it's felt, you know?
1: Mm, Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely a wild ride in the joy and the humor and the playfulness. That's very um, key. It's a key ingredient to keeping us sane and keeping us, um, you know, from running away from each other because at times there are moments when you're working with your family that aren't, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dynamics there. So, but yeah, the, bringing things back to humor and light and light playful. um, It's this inner child place, you know, that I think is really a huge part of pound. And also I, I see pound as her own you know, being her own, she has her own situation and essence and, um, kind of her own assignments for us. And then we do our best to listen. And I have probably with this Scorpio moon Uranus conjunct in the third house, exactly as you're saying, it's like my ability to hear her and give voice, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that because it is so, um, I don't know if, if anyone listening knows this, but you can actually pull the birth chart of your business. And so like when I launched this podcast, I I chose a very specific day and like down to the minute, 628 a.m. when when there were certain aspects happening within within my own chart to birth this to birth this podcast because I wanted it to carry a specific essence and and intuitively like it happens that way. You know, so if you pull the birth chart of your of your business, it has its own energetic um framework and it has its own uh really just generator like it it has intentions it has an essence it it has evolutionary goals just like we do and so it's so cool to to allow it the space to breathe and to organically unfold as it as it's meant to um and uh yeah do you know anything about the birth chart of pound
1: God, I wish I did. You know, it's hard because I thought about that. Um, I have a couple, I have a lot of friends who are astrologers now, but um, one in particular who was talking about that, like the birth of her Oracle deck, the birth of her business. And I'm like, oh my God. So when she tells me the astrology chart of her businesses, I'm like, that's just like, it's so right on. Like it's undeniable. (laughs) And so I love that you- did that and I, I listened to your podcast on it on the birth chart of your on your podcast the birth chart of your podcast. I listened to it on your podcast and I was like, <laughs> oh yes, that is so resonant and so aligned. And um so with pound, I've I've tried figuring it out. It's a little hard because part of me is like around what time did I find that necklace in the basement of my mom's house on Thanksgiving when (laughs) I was going through a mental health crisis and physical crisis? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then part of some people are like, it's when you launched your first website. I'm like, that first website was, it was a little rough, but um, I have no idea. I wasn't very, I would definitely say, I mean, I was sort of aware but also totally not aware at that time in my life and then and then we relaunched the website when I was living in Chicago but again like no idea so I kind of feel like I kind of feel like the birth of Pound was really when I found that first necklace
0: yeah like that's what I feel
1: that's what I feel yeah and so maybe I could go back and channel I would I can definitely find out because I remember it was on Thanksgiving and yes. I couldn't tell you the exact year right now in this space, but I can figure that out. And then I can maybe channel a time, you know,
0: and yeah. it might not be exact, totally but,
1: time. you know, I think it works.
0: Okay. No, I love it. I think it works. And I it, it, honestly, it you're so in tune with her anyway. You know, it's, it's, it would just more, more so be fun to kind of like look at the, you know, look at the actual chart itself. But you're, you're so in tune with, with her and her medicine and her, and her, what she needs and where she's headed. So um, let's talk a little bit about and like any specific stones you're working with currently that you're excited about. I know your pendulums are, we haven't even talked about the pendulums, but I, I've been so called to pendulums lately and I never work with pendulums, but. I swear every day someone brings up pendulums. And so I've been meaning to reach out and I need to, to order one from you.
1: Yeah. The pendulums are awesome. I'm wearing a pendulum right now. under um, under my shirt, which is phosphosiderite, which I don't work with that often, honestly, because it's a pretty rare stone. It's from South America. It's got this like lavender um, color to it, which mm. I don't have the best light in here right now. And I have a sunstone on top of it. Um, I'm wearing this one just because I love the chain and the feel of it. And I love the color and the spottedness of this. It's also peaceful, calming, gentle, soothing, which I like to have on me when I am going to be like speaking or doing something different or new or outside of my norm. Um, But I should have worn obsidian if I was gonna, you know, if I was, but it doesn't matter because everything's perfect. the thing is that I'm working <laughs> with right now, a lot of it is obsidian, to be honest. And it's interesting because obsidian started coming to me. And I I see you with a black stone for a pendulum, which is not, you know, it's not really you, like everything we just said about you. But I see you with this dark black stone for energy work. And I think obsidian would be good. Um or black tourmaline, but I'm really feeling obsidian for you because obsidian actually isn't a, a stone or a crystal. It's, um, it's what crystallizes or forms when lava cools.
0: And I just got
1: full body chills. And so it's got this really powerful alchemy to it. And it's connected to, to me. It's connected to obviously volcanoes and this like eruption, but it has this very um, sharp edge to it. So obsidian was used to make arrowheads out of and to make knives out of. And this was like during cave times and tribal times. And because it was so sharp, It was like one of the first, um, it's not a crystal or stone, but it's known as a mineraloid and used as like a weapon. And so I'm not a proponent of weapons, but I am a proponent of like energy that for me, which I've been feeling a lot lately is just like, I know that I'm complete with the energy, but it's still clinging to me. Or I know I'm complete with a habit, but... I haven't been able to cut it out. And so I didn't choose obsidian because I knew what it was. Obsidian just started showing up. And it's sort of like when something starts showing up, start paying attention. And then, um, and then I started, because I just never was drawn to it. I knew what it was. It looked like glass. It's black. I it was just like, why would I ever want to do anything with that? And then it just started showing up over and over and over, even at like the most random of places, such as Black Madonna Shrine in the middle of nowhere, St. Louis, Missouri, you know, that place, Black Obsidian everywhere. And I'm like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You're not from here. (laughs) Like, what's up with you? And I'm like, and it started coming to me in dreams as like these Black threads that it was like kind of gross, but it was just where stuff where stuff that was gross in me, which I'm all good with, like some of my grossness and some of my grossness, I'm like, I'm done with that part. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, yep. some of my grossness, I'm like, cool, this is who I am. And some of my darker bits, I'm like, that actually isn't mine or That is, I don't know what that is. Or I was willing to invite you in for a while and now you gotta go. That's what Obsidian does, helps clear that. Oh my God, well
0: you're spot on because I I feel that I've been like really working with like very, very strong energetic boundaries. And very getting very clear and precise and cutting through, you know, my uh, my my dissociation, but also like my the ways in which my mind can kind of like create stories to to um, mute my intuition, you know. And so yes, yeah, like that. And I, I've been very much in my sort of like Kali like warrior energy lately, so channeling that aries north node it just feels my mars is an aries but it's retrograde so it's like it's something i'm I'm cultivating and getting more familiar with and that just feels so yeah, it just reminds me almost of like a, of artemis or something and just allowing that like that direct that direct cutting through to the truth and to what my needs actually are so i mean you're such a clear channel and that's something i i mean one of the many things i love about you so much is you is your ability to, to really channel um, clarity and truth for yourself and for others. And anytime I talk to you, I'm like, man, you're so spot on. That's exactly
1: it. So, Yeah, and then, then the pendulum. I love that the pendulums have been like, you said that to me uh, like a week ago or a few days ago, and you were like, pendulums are coming up. I need to get a pendulum. And pendulums are just – us creating the pound pendulum was a total accident. I will not lie. Um You know, my mom had this pound fist, which is like a symbol of empowerment. We loved it. Everything was handmade. So we loved using hands and then the pendulum. She was like, I have this crystal and it's shaped like this and I'm going to use it. And she did. And that was it. Like people wanted them. And we started researching other stones that could be made into pendulums, stones that were already used as pendulums. And then how do we use pendulums? And then it was so clear. It was like, oh, right. Like it's a tool to tap into your intuition. It's a tool to bring yourself back to a state of balance. It's a tool that's been used for thousands of years to find underground treasure and water and metal. It's a tool that you don't have to use a crystal. You can use any symmetrically weighted object at you know on a string. And it can show you in an external, tangible way what your insides are telling you is right or wrong or yes or no for you in that moment. And so I love that you brought that up and also because you do so much energy work. So it's like, they help open and clear, um, energies that are blocked. And then they can also help you clear your energy after working with other people so that you don't take on the stuff. And then I also feel that a lot of women, um, that I see in the world who either i know personally or know of that wear pound um often wear these like you know herkimer chokers a lot of them do or or some sort of other like talisman that's specifically theirs for when they're doing the healing work and then have a pendulum for doing work with others And I just feel this sort of in all of them, maybe not every single one, but a lot of them, this theme in myself for sure. And a lot of my close friends of like really what you're saying, like this is, I'm here to like spread the light and the magic and the beauty. And also in order to do that, I have to be really solid in the truth of who I am. I'm asking for what I really need and not making up excuses or reasons to people please um or to mm. kind of shift my intuition so that it can accommodate other people you know in a way that doesn't I feel right
0: That that's some of my greatest medicine for sure and it's yeah i've been working a lot i've been working a lot you know i've i mean people are really um Moving through a lot right now, so I've been very busy and and working with my clients and and similarly to you, something I struggle with is is really caring for myself and my body and and it's something that I'm like it's my it's my constant it's it's constantly my medicine and so um those I've been wearing my my shaman belt with my Labradorite right at my solar plexus but that I feel like the the obsidian near my heart would be so super powerful too. And um, I love it. Yeah. And the the pendulum in particular, I I think it's incredible because there's, I mean, there's so many different modalities and ways to use it and um, just using it very intuitively. And then you can also like, there's many systems that use a pendulum, right. To
1: kind of um, to channel essentially. Totally. Yeah. So, so many systems. Like the thing I love about it as a necklace is that you can wear it and get the healing benefits of the crystal or the stone. And it's a beautiful adornment. And then the other thing I love about it, let's see if I get this off with my um, headphones. But the other thing I love about it is, and pendulums are great with like, yes, no questions. And I've actually been using them. I go through phases where like, I won't use them at all. And then I'm in a phase right now where I'm using it all the time. So even to ask it like, should I eat this or should I like, I'll like put it over food and see like, if it goes clockwise, it's like a yes. If it's counterclockwise, it's like, no. And it's stuff I already know, but it's just so that the pendulum and I can kind of reconnect. Um, but people use them for clearing chakras. People use them for finding ley lines. When I was in Ireland, we went to all of these sacred stone sites and the pendulums, there were these like a few stone circles and places where there was like high amounts of energy. And a lot of the women I was with had pendulums and that they were like going crazy. And, and we used them in this woman's house who knows she has ley lines. The pendulum could find the ley lines because that's what they were. That's what if you attune to your pendulum... And you believe in it. So you kind of get out of your logical linear mind so that that, like doubting, like, "Uh, I don't know, like, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing, like sort of unveil that, then it's insane in the membrane, watching how the pendulum can like find the energy. Love
0: them. Oh my gosh. It's so incredible. So magical. I, yeah, I need to do... I need to go on a pendulum journey. I'm, I'm excited about that. It feels like the next layer of my crystal work. And um, it, it really is fascinating how, I mean, something I'm so so passionate about is looking at how all different cultures have used different um, tools and objects as talisman and as as um, for healing and, and for symbolism. And it's just, yeah, especially places like Ireland and... Um, the north in that way. I'm I'm so connected to those lands and I'm so excited you were able to go and go on that journey. It just looked incredible. So
1: yeah, I can totally see you going there and I can definitely see you with your dark obsidian pendulum going on a journey and like um just getting to know each other. Like I can just that just feels really right. Feels really right to me. Yeah.
0: I love it. Amazing. So, any other projects you guys are are have in the works? Any any stones you're excited about working? We just launched a Lionsgate um, collection, which is mind blowing.
1: Yes. So we just did a Lionsgate collection. Before that, we did a fairy collection because I had just gone back from Ireland, and I was like, "Well, I went to Ireland, and I mean fairy." magic everywhere and I really connected to the energy of the Fae. and it was on the summer solstice and we went to this big um, fire ceremony and it was just the evidence of the nature beings and the portals to the other realms where these devas and um, trolls and gnome energies lived and exist they were just everywhere like when you walk into a fo- when we went into a couple of these like old oak forests and into the bogs and the stone circles, it was, is like that undeniable that these beings, maybe you can't see them all the time, but you could certainly feel them. And so when I, the enchantment of that and the remembering of that, and again, going back to that inner child open mind where anything was possible and you could feel way more of what was possible because you were open to it. I brought that back with me and then we created the fairy collection, which was so fun. Then Lionsgate was coming and that was more back to the like power, like rooted solar plexus, root chakra, fire, segment. you know, Isis energies, which my mom is very connected to. And so we, created from that space and then now we are really in this space of like opening I'm really in this space right at this moment that we're speaking where I'm being guided to listen for what wants to come through next and there's nothing like it's this moment of almost pause and it's very uncomfortable because I don't know what the next Thing exactly is. And also, that's okay because I think it's a moment to look into what all of the things that are already here that are wanting to be remembered. Like, thank you for bringing up the pendulum because the pendulum has been like the foundation, a, a huge part of the foundation of our business as have the essence of play and creativity and magic and my sister and I out in the woods, like taking photos with jewelry and things shining in the light like that is what's wanting to kind of be rerouted so that the next thing can kind of grow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love it. I love it. There is a, a, um, a theme of, sorry, a theme of returning right now. You know, and like returning to the foundations, returning. I mean, we are in such a heavy retrograde period. So it's really, um, there's a remembering happening and sort of a a subterranean recalibration occurring, I think. So I love that you, um, while I'm saying that, a fly just dropped into my water. So I'm going to help him out. And um, so he's not in the underworld of my water. (laughs) water.
1: Yeah. I mean, come out, Inanna. <laughs> and it's
0: you know it's it's true, and I love that you're just being present with the the messages that are held in this in between space because i I know so many people are in that like just kind of waiting for the assignment, waiting for the next you know um the next channel to open you know the channel of medicine that we're meant to work with and so there's so much beauty in that in between and and in in the in between returning to the foundations and um so I'm yeah I'm glad we got to talk about the pendulums and if you are someone who is working on reconnecting to self I love um I oftentimes recommend pendulums to people because it's it is a way to attune you know attune to your own inner voice and to have Sort of a guide in that, and a um, a team member in a way, you know, like a companion in in attuning yes. to your own inner voice, and so and you can do that, and it's it's like I mean a lot of people use oracle cards and or tarot, and, and those are incredible, and but I think the pendulum is a way to fine tune your inner voice, and so I'm excited um, to see uh, if you guys purchase a pendulum, let us know, and we can. Um, Yeah, we can just, uh, I'd love to hear about it, how your
1: journey with it goes. Um, So, yeah. Totally. And like a great way to pick a pendulum is like the element you're working with. Is it earth? Is it fire? Is it air? Is it um, water? And then because different stones will have different elements. And then also, yeah, just what calls to you. And usually the darker stones are more root And they're more grounding or they're more protective. And the lighter, clearer stones are more for like ascension or connecting to guides and, you know, other dimensions and hearing insights. And the blue ones are so good for like pineal gland and intuition, but also like have that flow of water. So it's just um, we would totally love to hear. And I you know, it's just such a good reminder. Having these conversations is such a good f- reminder for where, when we sometimes build medicine or offer it, but don't use it ourselves. And, um, yeah. And it's like so such true. a good reminder to go back. To go back, to go back
0: to the roots for sure. And where we all began. And, um, do you, I, this is a question I wanted to ask. Do you, does your mom make all the jewelry? I don't know if I know this. I don't think I've ever asked yes. you this. Yes, yeah, so my mom, Linda
1: Cannapel is um she handmakes all of the necklaces. When we first started pound it was like way more statement pieces, but anyway, I won't get into that. It doesn't matter. What matters is yes, she handmakes everything. Um we have an assistant who helps her. Um she is the genius like component Creator, she can like take an idea or a concept, which I'll often, with my Uranus in the third house conjunct the Moon, be like, I'll just explode some bibble babble nonsense at her, and she'll take that like really obscure, abstract, nonsensical jargon from me, which will be like, I want to do like a cotton candy butterfly that's stuck up in a poof cloud <laughs> over a dream cast, and she'll be like. Got it. And then she'll be like, (laughs) and then she'll be like, take an opal with like a white stone, you know? So like we play a lot, but she puts it all together. Um, Or I'll say like this stone, this stone, this stone, and she'll make them happen. Um, And so, yeah, she sits, she sits at her table and makes jewelry a lot of the day. And my sister does, as you know, because you are our model, um, <laughs> photography and cinematography and graphic design and helps me with concepts and, um, collage magic and anything I need, like that needs to be done on the computer for creation sake or for branding packaging. She does that, but, um, yeah, that, that la I mean, we've been talking for a while, so I don't know when you want to shut me down, but, um. Like when we went on that journey, that was so fun too, because we were connected in Topanga, you and I, though we're both from St. Louis or I'm not originally from here, but whatever. And my sister um, spent a lot more time than I did even in St. Louis. And then we reconvened in Topanga where you and I met all of us kind of native St. Louis in Topanga. And the reason I moved to Topanga was because of that labyrinth at the top of, um, fern hill road or whatever it is and that's where we did a majority of our pound jewelry photo shoot which i just thought that was a really powerful like full circle experience and um and just opened up a lot of like gates of remembering and connection to the animal and nature world there so that was really fun yeah
0: oh it was it was so incredible it was on a it was during an eclipse as well so which is just yes yeah, it was during i can't remember what what type of eclipse it was but it was it was along the scorpio taurus axis so it was like it was a big full moon, one and
1: full moon in scorpio
0: yeah yep it was it was huge and it was, i yeah i was so honored to to be our model which is um very uncomfortable for me once again the crystals were cracking me open and providing you know initiation to for me to be seen and to to kind of like love all of my parts even though um it's a very intimate process being photographed so totally. thank you for that and yeah. um yeah I I just thank you so much for being here for sharing your gosh you're just a well of magic and wisdom and it feels like it never ends and I know you're you're always studying and learning more and growing. And I just appreciate that so much about you. And it's really what this podcast is about. And um, so thank you for being here. Thank,
1: thank you amazing. so much for having me. I, um, yeah, I just feel like you're definitely a soul sister. I love everything you do and you inspire me a lot. Like I realize that I have a lot of words in me and it's very, very uncomfortable and scary to get out and do and put yourself out there on social media and you do that and it really is um like it's one of those things where having watched you from the beginning to now just watching your evolution and how you just keep standing for yourself and you keep standing for where you're going and what your soul's asking you to do and it's really a beautiful journey to witness and i'm just really grateful to be here with you
0: thank you so much that means the world and soul sister for sure absolutely um how is there anything else you'd like to announce or I'd love to to share with everyone how they can find you number 1 on Instagram social media and your website which contains all of the the magical crystal beings within it
1: yeah um we're on Instagram it's just pound jewelry p o u n d J-E-W-E-L-R-Y and then poundjewelry.com is our website. Those are the two main places that we are. Um, actually, this in the last few months, we're starting to get into some like physical places that are new to us, like Kripalu Yoga Center. Um, there's a place called South Hall near Tennessee that's like a farm in Wellness Center. Um, Miraval mm hopefully in Austin and maybe Tucson, just these kind of like retreat centers, wellness embodiment places that offer a wide range of connection back to self. A lot of the places have labyrinths on their land too, which I love. And, um, and so, yeah, some new places so that those will all be announced on our website and Instagram. If you're wanting, if you live in any of those places, and of course they're not that many yet, but we'll see what happens. Um, Instagram, our website, and then I me, myself, and I are um have been studying astrology for the last few years. So I'm also gonna be offering some offering astrology readings connected to which I feel like will be definitely fused with a lot of the crystal work that I've done and um and that I do. And yeah, so I don't have a page for that yet. Um I just decided yesterday that it was time to build a page for that, that will be coming soon too. Love it. Oh my gosh. That makes me so
0: happy to hear. This has been, yeah, this has been such a big part of your journey. So I'm excited to hear that you're unearthing that from this, this Venusian underworld journey time and, and choosing to emerge with a website and your, your offering. So congratulations on that. You are, you're very gifted.
1: So I I want a reading from you. (laughs) I want a reading, I want a reading from you like every day. I'm always like, how much is too much to text your friends? <laughs> never,
0: never. Um, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. Love for being here. Tell your, your mom, Linda and Mia, hello. And um, thank you for sharing all of your wisdom. And I, yeah, if if anyone is wanting to, explore um more about crystals your i think your instagram and your newsletter actually you do a wonderful job of sharing astrology and and crystal alignments and um so so if you're if you're interested in a product um or a, a talisman or a guide through your transformation i would highly recommend uh checking their website out their instagram and um also the new locations, which is great and I love that you're you're starting to expand physically as well too because those are all really great places so awesome yeah we
1: used to be in a lot of like smaller boutiques and then the pandemic happened and then that kind of went away and then now it's just sort of shifting a little bit so we're shifting and um, yeah yeah so certain audiences that are calling them in and they're ready they're they're like yeah where we are called we will go so. Um. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I love it.
0: Shifting with the world. Uh one thing I didn't mention is that in the giveaway that we're doing, so I wanted to to talk a little bit about um the giveaway that uh we're we're hosting to celebrate the launch of this podcast. Um one of the beautiful offerings within the giveaway box is a um a pound herkimer necklace which is the one that we've been talking about and the one that I wear all the time and I received it I think it was Wednesday and I did an unboxing video and it's very embarrassing so I I might I might redo it or I might just post it because who knows but yeah like influencers a lot of kudos to you because it's so hard to do something with one hand but it is truly the most I think it's the prettiest workroom I've ever seen like the shape of it is just it's incredible. And I, I can feel it's some, I know it's someone's obviously, but I can kind of feel into that person and I I'm so excited for them to have it. But if you, um, yeah, so you, you can win a, a beautiful piece of pound uh, in the giveaway as well. And so, and there's a few other beautiful products and you can look on um, in the show notes for that information. But in order to enter the giveaway, I just ask that you uh, rate I have to remember all this. You have to rate, review, um, and uh, subscribe on Spotify and Apple. And then just share an episode on social media. Making sure you tag me because otherwise I won't be able to see it. So um, if you'd like to win the giveaway, which I'm announcing next week, uh, there's still time. And thank you so much, my dear, for being here. I hope you enjoy the rest of your your day the beautiful weather in St. Louis.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful here today. And thank you so much. This was really fun. Um I love you so much and keep doing what you're doing because it's just awesome. And I'm loving every second of it. Thanks. So thanks for having mm-hmm. me here.
0: Thank you for being love you. Thank you all for being here as well, for your presence, for your beauty. Um, and I will talk to you in the next episode.